Hey guys, this is Juan with the Cinnamon Movie Podcast, letting you know that this episode is brought to you by San Marcos Mexican Restaurant, located right here at 2301 Southwest 59th Street in Oklahoma City, Oklahoma. Give them a check out as they have exclusive deals Monday through Friday for lunch day specials only. And then on Wednesdays, they have Margarita Wednesdays, Frozen or on the Rocks for just $5. What better way, what better medicine to get you over that hump day than some San Marcos frozen or on the rocks margaritas and let them know that these cinnamon movie podcasts sent you for an additional 10% off your entire purchase. San Marcos Mexican restaurant, great food and even better customer service. It's the only restaurant of the cinnamon movie podcast. I knew how to quit you. Love means never having to say you're sorry. You do. <laughs> You'll shoot your eye out, kid. Happy Monday, moviegoers. Welcome to Philadelphia. Welcome to episode 209. Welcome to the four-year anniversary. And welcome to the Cinnamon Movie Podcast. I am your host, Juan. I am joined by the cast, the crew, the guys. Craig? Can't hear you, Edward. What's cracking? Year four. <laughs> year four. Year four, guys. What an honor and what a what a privilege, what a day to hang out and just talk about movies and whatever else came across our life over the last seven days. Um, and you know, before right. we get started, a huge, huge thank you to everybody who clicked, listen, download, share, like, subscribe. Anybody who's even listened to any of these voices over the last four years. Um, a big, big thank you to uh, everybody out there in, in podcast land and uh, ex especially on this uh, YouTube channel live on uh, MSWA Productions um, where you can finally watch us after three years of just listening to our ugly mugs. You can now finally watch us. Um, Craig lighting his candle. Edward. Uh, Set in the mood. Set in the yeah, mood. Set in the mood. Um, and, you know, for everybody joining us here. I'm going to put this up on the Facebook, too, so everybody listening can see it. But, I mean, guys, we started with this. Episode and one. We're here. And now we're here. And it's just it's just completely 360. Uh, logo, sponsors, uh, penmanship from, from everybody out there listening to us, whether you – I don't – I've never received a handwritten letter. But uh, emails, anything out there that you guys have just been – flooding us with all kinds of uh stuff and you know even though we play around here like even if it's harsh criticism about zach walking in front of a bus or taking a leap off a building because he doesn't think die hard is a christmas movie like we appreciate all of that because you're taking your time out of your busy day 
just to send us some feedback. So whether it's good, bad, ugly, or everything in the middle, like I know I, I do. I, I'm sure you guys speak for it too. Like we all appreciate it. Oh yeah, for sure. Cause literally like it's just been a fun thing to do with these two, you know, three usually as well. But you know, you don't really get to do that without, you know, having a little bit of a push from some of the uh, viewers or listeners in our case, such as y'all. Um, so we got a fun, we had a fun show planned out for everybody out there who's getting ready to listen. To, you know, we have a a fun top five, uh, and we're gonna get ready to get into some uh, movie news, which isn't a lot, but I still think it's gonna be fun to talk about. Um, and then you know what? I was gonna do a retrospect look back of just last week's episode. A twenty four month came to an end um, with X. And then, Edward, let, let everybody know out there who hasn't yet listened to the bonus episode. Last Thursday, you and Ernie killed it when you guys were reviewing Tokyo Revengers, man. Um, man, I'm trying to me – and, me and Ernie are trying to push this thing off on a good note. You know, we want to go ahead and introduce new quality content. And Ernie came up to you with an idea for Tokyo Revengers. I'd never heard of it. I don't think you've ever heard of it either. But no. he brought it to our attention. Uh, you, you were like, Hey man, I know you like anime. Do you want to get in on this? I was like, yeah, sure. You know, so I, I didn't fully just binge watch in a week, but I watched this over the course of, I think two weeks total, 24 episodes. And, uh, yeah, we pretty much reviewed kind of jumping around here and there, usually kind of how we do, uh, but zero or episode one to episode 12. Uh, so yeah, catch us on another one on Thursday for that matter. We are going to go ahead and get into that. this Thursday, they're going to talk uh, Tokyo Avengers Season 1, still Part 2. Um, but, guys, if you haven't listened to any of our shows, listen to Episode 1 all the way to oh, last yeah. week, Episode 208, anywhere you listen to podcasts. Anchor, Podbean, Spotify, uh, iHeartRadio, Pandora, Amazon Music, TuneIn, Stitcher. Um, and thanks to the Prescribed Films Network on Tuesdays, you can catch us on Apple Music. Um Edward, we're literally 30 days away from Halloween Palooza, uh, yep. Iowa. Uh, you know, we're getting our own little booth. It's our first wow. po- horror con, podcast con, whatever you want to call it. Um, but we're going to go and uh, just make sure that the presence are felt from, from Oklahoma City oh, and, yeah. and the Cinema Movie Podcast. Oh, yeah. We're going to go ahead and go out there, you know, maybe go ahead and meet some of y'all if y'all come to it. Uh, if y'all know where it is, uh, Audemore, Iowa, for that matter. So there is that. Um, yeah, come and say hi for that matter. Uh, we'll probably, you know, just be there and yeah, we're, we're going to, we're going to, I'm bringing, I'm, yeah. I know I'm, I'm going to bring some stuff to the table Ed, I know you're going to bring some stuff. Uh, we have four weeks, so we're going to try to get some merchandise together as well. Um, so yeah, uh, but you can listen to us, like I said, anywhere you listen to podcasts at the social media is real simple. Go ahead and follow us for all different kinds of giveaways. Uh, facebook.com forward slash the cinnamon movie podcast the instagram is all one word cinnamon movie podcast uh you can follow the twitter at cinnamon 405 where the easiest and fastest way to get a hold of us um is c-i-n-e-m-e-n 921 at gmail.com um there you can email us and uh i don't i don't plan on this being a, a different kind of episode you know year four you know, year five is probably going to be a lot bigger than, than today. But, you know, this is just the tying of the knot. Year four is getting ready to be over. Next week we start, you know, we're going to go into year five with a bang. 
We're talking to a director from Australia next week. Um, Australia. Australia. What do you guys think about that? You know, uh, I know I just kind of announced it last week, but what, what do you guys think? We've talked to directors before in the past, but this guy is just on a whole nother, in a whole nother country. You know, he's going to be, he's going to be at 10 o'clock in the morning while we're talking to him at seven o'clock at night. So um, listening to us in, listening to us in Australia, you know, you'll have some breakfast and the cinnamon movie podcast. Hey, you know, uh, I think it's a very cool thing, you know, to reach internationally for that matter. Uh, this is, this guy's in a in complete different hemisphere than we are. Uh, so that's awesome as well. Um, plus, you know, just to kind of get maybe a small feel cause none of us have been to Australia and a small feel of what maybe they think about or they, uh, kind of look at film over there, you know, cause I mean, it might be different, it might be the same, you know? Yeah. I mean, like we, we film in Hollywood and like, it's all here for us. You know what I mean? Whereas yep. Australia, Hollywood is somewhere <laughs> like, you know, we, we think of it as this place that's kind of make believe and almost not real at times. It, it's, it's, Kind of, it would, it'll be interesting to think like what they think of you know a place that's not even a part of their country you know yeah. like it would be interesting to to kind of hear it from somebody else's point of view and craig Man. i want to I throw i want to throw a shout out to uh we talked to him on the grinch episode two years ago um so i don't know if craig was there for this but we interviewed actor um and uh, promoter Nicholas Rice a few years ago, and he just published his book, guys. Uh, preemptive, oh, nice. preemptive Strike is now available on the audio link for 99 cents, or you can get the paperback for $10. Um, when he was talking to us, Ed, I don't know if you remember, it's the movie that he had, the script that he had mm. written, Preemptive Strike, but it has now turned into a book. Um, so we're going to try to get him on, on the bestsellers list. So you guys can... Uh, Go to Amazon.com and just check out, uh, type in Preemptive Strike Beyond Sight and uh, go check out that book, man. I, I'm going to be getting a few copies. Um, I'm going to talk to him and I think he's going to join us for, for an episode in the future. Um, but man, just, you know what? Local talent. He's from Dallas. He lives uh, in Norman. He's a big OU fan. Uh, so, you know, what? just uh, being surrounded by local talent and local actors, directors, and then uh, just just seeing everybody soar and fly, man. That's that's what this thing is all about. So uh, a big shout out to to Nicholas Rice. Uh, so hopefully uh, hopefully uh, that book does well for him. You know, we'll, we'll get him here on the yeah. show here soon. Um, but yeah, let's get ready to uh, Ed. You got some uh, something to mention for us? Yeah. So uh, we are sponsored by a place called Rodeo Cinema. Uh, basically, it's OKC's exclusive historical nonprofit art house offering unique films, music, and live performance. So, I mean, you know, they've got stuff coming up uh, September 18th, the 100th anniversary of Nosferatu with a live organist. It's just that that's a small little touch right there. A hundred year old film with a live person playing the organ. That's something really cool that no other film theater in oklahoma city especially i know for a fact is offering that as well these guys are very easy to find just in the stockyards at 2221 exchange avenue oklahoma we have it right down there on our screen in oklahoma city oklahoma so yeah go give them a visit 
tell them the podcast, send them the movie podcast sent you, and just yeah, honestly, watch a great movie, sometimes brand new, sometimes older, on a very historic ground for that matter. It's awesome. Been you, yeah. All right. Uh, we forgot to wish everybody here in the states also happy Labor Day Monday. Um, big, big happy happy extended college football weekend. There you go. <laughs> um, guys, this is insane, but it's the number one movie in America right now. Top Gun Maverick is sitting at the number one box office this past weekend with six million dollars. Number one at the box office. Number two is Bullet Train. Number three, Spider Man No Way Home. Number four. DC Super League Pets, number five, The Invitation, number six, The Beast. Top Gun Maverick, what in the blue hell is going on with Top Gun Maverick? Still, Still number, It's the number G's. one movie in America right now. It, it's got to win every award. Still pulling come, G's, man. Come, God. Come award season. Like, the, the fact that he's six million, yeah, four months after, because it came out in May, right? Yeah, four months, three three and a half months later, and it's still pulling six million. When some movies don't even get that their opening <laughs> weekend, it yeah. like it is. It's it's not just like that. It's a good movie. Like and not it's only about that, to be out on streaming. Not it's already yeah. on streaming. And not only is it number one in the theaters right now, but it's number one on every conceivable platform that you can stream right now. Vudu, iTunes, Google Film. Uh, it's it's number one. It's the number one streaming movie right now across the entire world. So, hey, the home run. And when they decided not to put that on streaming initially and just hold off and hold off, it's because they knew what they had. <laughs> yeah. And like very very smart. So I mean, what is it? One point one point three five five billion. Yeah. So far, not billion. No. But as yeah, in it's in, it's B. in the billions. But yeah, it's, it's made over a billion dollars. Okay, yeah, yeah. No, I'm just the numbers sounded weird, but yes. Oh my bad, my bad. Uh, yes. The only the only thing else that I wanted to bring up, um, <clears throat> Brendan Fraser got a oh, six yeah. minute standing ovation for his recent film that was uh that was played over the weekend at the film at a film festival, and uh you know. Not only is it a new A24 movie, but it's directed by Darren Ornosky and it's uh, The Whale. Um, so that's that's really, really popular right now. That's oh, trending. Yeah. Brendan Fraser's six-minute standing ovation. And I wanted to read this tweet from The Rock. Um, it said, man, this makes me so happy to see this beautiful ovation for Brandon. He supported me coming into his Mummy Returns franchise for my first ever role, uh, yep. which kicked off my Hollywood career. Rooting for all your success, brother. Congratulations, my bud. And congratulations to Darren Ornosky. Hashtag the whale. Which, I mean, don't get me wrong. I think it brought him to tears because, like, this guy I don't think realizes somewhat to a point, like, how many people are behind him. And, I mean, I just hope how it's going stays this path just because, like, dude had a hard, hard time. I mean, yeah, you know, there's a lot of success he's had, 
but hopefully this is a resurgence for him, you his, know. And I mean, his yeah. climb back, his climb oh, back yeah. is something that's, uh, you know, obviously he dealt with some issues. Oh yeah, oh yeah. He's he's dealt with some personal stuff, but his ability to kind of be gone, be done with acting, and then come back and, um, you know, get a couple roles here and there where they weren't huge, but he was starting to get back in the in the the get public eye, back. and then all of a sudden come out here and to hear people give him a six minute ovation for a movie, which if the ovations for the movie and him, you know, kudos. But it, or if, you know if it's just for him for for the role he put on then hey, I'm all for it I'm all for him he is one of the few that like you look and you're just like I hope everything he does moving forward is a is a success seems like a genuine guy yeah I mean yeah because there was a clip on Twitter where some some people met him and were like hey you know you were our childhood yeah you know with some of the movies that he did and he took a picture with them signed some stuff. And they just were talking to him for like five, ten minutes, and then he started crying. It's like, you know, it's it's good to to see people have an emotional reaction when they realize, like, you know, I'm not just doing this for for money. Like, I'm actually doing stuff that, like, people love this and me, and it's it's it good to just difference. see that. Yeah, it's good to just see that. Uh, this isn't movie news, but that's the only thing I wanted to bring up. Um, I'm going to bring up some TV shows a little bit later on in recent watches, but. You know, the movie we're talking about is Philadelphia. We're at the beginning of September. Everybody knows that uh, October is AIDS Awareness Month. So you guys can go and check out some uh, informational stuff. And uh, you can donate if you want to. Um, HIV.gov. There's uh, tons of events and things going on all across the United States and the world for the month of October. Um, some people think the month of October gets overshadowed because of Breast Awareness Month. Um but if you guys want to donate or uh, go check out and learn more about HIV and AIDS, just go to HIV.gov uh, for all of your awareness needs. Um, and again, it's a big part of what we're talking about too today. Um, but some recent watches. Um, Ed, we'll start with you. Do you have anything that you want to recommend on recent um, watches? So continuing with She-Hulk Episode 3, you know, yes. uh, continuing with... Uh, uh, House of the Dragon episode two. Episode um, three came out last night. I did not get to watch episode three. Neither did I. Neither did okay, I. But, so. I, but I did. I did watch the first two. <laughs> okay. uh, well, we're good up until that point then. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, we're all on episode two, correct? <laughs> yeah. You know what? Uh, it's it's tremendous. It it, it has yeah. made me fall back in love with the Game of Thrones or, and it makes me want to go through and rewatch one through eight. <laughs> Well, I can't, no. hold, I can't. Hold, on, hold, hold on though, because I, I, even though I was a huge fan of the beginning, I've only, I haven't seen anything past season three. Oh, wow. So, oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, so watching house of dragons made me be like, whoa, this makes me want to go back and finish what I started. Has anybody okay. checked out, um, the Lord of the Rings? I did not yet. I was about I, to mention it, that it's, it's getting like an 88%. Like I, I are... wanted to, but I couldn't find the runtime on the episode, and that scared me. Yeah. So I was like, "Is the is is the one is the one episode linked two hours? Is it an hour and thirty? I wanted to I, hurry. I don't know yet. Yeah, um, but the first two episodes are on Amazon Prime. Um, so yeah, other than that, really, just been kind of uh, practicing on a daily hobby that I do uh, here and there. Um, other than that, Judgment? yeah. 
No. Nice. <laughs> um, no. It has yeah. been a slow week for me. Um, just because work has been massively insane last week, but it's finally starting to slow down for me. So, so my watches are going to go back up real soon. Uh, I watched Tusk for a recent episode of Friday the 14th UHD. Uh, you can go back and hear my thoughts on Tusk. Um, <clears throat> checked out episode one and two of House of Dragon. Uh, House of the Dragon, it was phenomenal. Uh, you know what, Edward? Episode three of She-Hulk, I don't know how or why, but it continues to entertain me. Um, I probably could have lived without her twerking, but you know what? It's funny. You know, it I made mean- me laugh. It made me laugh. It was just kind of like, what the, you know, but yeah. Um, and in, in a time and place in a, in a super, super busy world right now, uh, I needed to laugh. And honestly, it was it was a fun episode. Um, yeah. I'm not going to spoil anything. So if you guys want to go back out there and continue to try to watch that, go check it out. You'll see some uh, some cool cameos from the Marvel and from the MCU yeah. in that episode. I, I I didn't get to tune in and I, oh, I tuned in, but I didn't get to be a part of episode one of Tokyo Revengers. So yeah. I went back and I'm trying to hurry up and catch up as much as i can i don't know if i'm gonna be able to join you guys on thursday but um you know what it's it's a fun fun anime it's a crazy little one but i mean the biggest thing that we kind of touched on was the fact that like dragon ball obviously you have you know powers and flying and teleportation and you know insane power limits you've got naruto with insane jutsus and you know powers and all that this one's just simply hands. But you can this go is, check it out on yeah. uh, HBO Max. Um, I didn't get to rewatch Elvis, but Elvis hit HBO Max this past week as well. So if you guys did not uh, get to check that in theaters, you can go check that out now. I did um, start that, but I haven't finished it yet. Other than that, I checked out Philadelphia last night for today's episode. Um, I did finish Miss Marvel, so I thought it was I thought it was a pretty good ending. Um, the very very last scene sets you up for um, something yeah but it's i mean it sets you up for what's what what's the captain marvel 2 movie the called Larson. now huh the marvels the, the marvels, marvels. Yeah, yeah the marvels comes out but that doesn't come out till july so i'm like damn um but yeah you know what i and then i did end up watching some college football on saturday it was nice to see a lot of teams get back out there and and just nice to have it on tv even though i used a few games for background noise um it was it was still fun listening and hearing for everything. Um, Craig, check anything out? <sighs> Other than watched, uh, that massive sunburn? Yeah. Do you see it? Like these are my glasses, right here. Oh, then, okay. yeah. I thought those were just. I thought somebody was sucking on your face. I thought it was hickey. Yeah. My watch was on here, and yeah, that's all. Uh, so I went to the OU game Saturday. Um, for everybody who doesn't know what that is, what is OU? Oklahoma football. Okay, yeah. there we go. Uh, Oklahoma <laughs> University um, in, in Norman, Oklahoma. They were playing University of Texas, El Paso, the Miners. Um, we got hooked up with some tickets from uh, another podcast on, on Twitter. Um, I will plug them here in a little bit just for, you know, at least I can do for, for the tickets. Um, but got hooked up with that, went to the game. It was extremely hot. It was like 120 in the stadium or on the field, so yeah, you can only imagine that. what it was like in in the stands. Um, and then just throughout the weekend, dude, starting from Thursday, West Virginia Pitt, TCU, just uh, if there was football on, it was on my TV. Mm. Um, even rewatched the OU game when I got home because I like to see it on TV, kind of see some things I missed, break down 
I like to break it down sometimes film wise. Um, but really like Philadelphia is my only movie. You know, I Good. I know I know I'm a part of a movie podcast. But hey, you know what? At the end of the day, that's all that counts as long as you see the subject matter. I, I'm I'm you know, football's football's only around for a few months a year, you know, and, and uh I, I gotta get my gotta get my fix, man. So uh, my boys won. You know, the Longhorns got got a W today. I don't think they're gonna. I don't know about a W next week. Uh, but they got a dub week one. Um, next, you know, it's up for the. Uh, now it's on to Alabama. Alabama. Um, did I you watch some... the Florida State game last night? I did Dude. not. I, I heard about it though. <laughs> uh, Florida State I, punts to LSU. LSU I your, drops the ball. I liked your comment or tweet about it, though, about eh, it's just two teams that won't make a bowl game. So It's two 5-7 teams gave us the greatest <laughs> game of the year. But now, like, they, they punted it. LSU muffed it. Florida State had the ball. They could have kicked a field goal and pretty much won the game. They did a toss on, like, the three-yard line. Dude fumbled it. LSU went 98 yards, scored on the final play of the game, and they got the extra point blocked. 24-23. I did hear about the University of North Carolina game. I saw, yeah, I saw highlights. Was, I saw highlights of that, and I'm like, geez. It was like 65, 63. How yeah, Mac Brown insane. is surviving with no heart attack on the field, I don't know. <laughs> Probably because he doesn't. <clears throat> he doesn't care. He's like, um, I'm just collecting the check. Yeah. But, but yeah, no, that's all. That was my recent watches. Fun watch. Um. But, guys, if you're checking us out, this episode is also brought to you by CDR Electronics. CDR delivers and gives you the best value for electronics. Check them out now at 1604 West I-240 Service Road, Oklahoma City, Oklahoma, 73159. They have movies, games, cell phones, iPhones, Apple, tablets, anything you need for your electronic needs. CDR Electronics, again, in-store, 1604 West I-240 service road and don't forget let them know that the cinnamon movie podcast sent you and uh it should be able to uh hit you up with some 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 nice feels um but i don't know if you guys know this but i got some truth about philadelphia you want answers i think i'm entitled you want answers i want the truth you can't handle the truth uh so some interesting facts about uh, Philadelphia. The courtroom scenes were filmed in an actual courtroom that the city let the filmmakers use. It was not a set. Uh, the moment when Mary Steinberg's character says that she hates this case was improvised in the moment when the actress expressed her hate towards her role after shooting the mirror scene with uh, and Jonathan Dem. Demi, the director, encouraged her to incorporate that into the role so the woman would seem more human. Um, Jonathan Dame decided to record the opera scene live so Hanks could get a better performance with the music playing. This provided, this proved extremely tricky in the editing uh, suit. Music usually is added in post-production. Um, some interesting facts. Tom Hanks said that his casting was a deliberate step to get people to see the movie about a lawyer with AIDS over the big puppet show or something other less intense option. 
A number of previews made it clear it was a legal drama, but gave no hint whatsoever of the actual subject matter. Interesting. So unless you went and saw Philadelphia back in the day, 1993, the ads and the trailers made it seem like there were no HIV or AIDS in the movie at all. Wow. Interesting. Uh, I mean, it kind of plays into the storyline, though, which we'll get into later. Yeah. I'll, I'll come back around to why I say that. Uh, you know what? If you guys are checking out, uh, if you guys love horror movies, our horror season kicks off next week. Um, but you can check horror movies and horror reviews out every single week live on this YouTube channel, Imusawa Productions. Um, next week is not really a horror movie, but it was my pick. Um, next week, we are, or actually this week, the seventh, we're reviewing Little Nicky. Um, I'm like, you know what? It's got the devil in it. It's got boobies. It's 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 a horror movie, right? You could. Uh... Review that Texas game on Saturday. <laughs> I said <laughs> I, I want to review a, a funny horror movie, not a slasher. Okay. <laughs> um, but no, you know, this Thursday, me, uh, Nick, and Mr. Fuentes is reviewing. We are reviewing. Um, yeah, little Nicky. Little Nicky. Uh, because Nicky. Friday, you know, this Friday is Adam Sandler's birthday. So, so why not? Sandman. Yeah. The Sandman. Um, <clears throat> you know, just because summer is over, guys, doesn't mean you still can't have ice cold drinks. OKC Soda Company is the best soda company in Oklahoma City with flavors like strawberry shortcake, cherry limeade, orange cream soda, root beer. Even though summer's over, it's still the perfect ice cold drink that you want in your cooler, whether it's uh, trick or treating or getting ready to go to some family gatherings for the holidays. Make sure you have OKC soda in your cooler, in your fridge, and be the life of the party. Check them out. Um, and always send them an email. If you guys are here locally, uh, send them an email and let them know that Cinnamon Movie Podcast got you to drink it. Um, and if you're here locally, check them out. It's in uh, Proof Foods, Crests, um, almost in any local natural grocers here in Oklahoma City. So... That being said, guys, it is time for our most favorite sacred segment of the entire day and the entire show. Uh, we're talking the top four. And you know what? Since this is our fourth year anniversary, we thought it would be fun to talk about our top four or top five favorite episodes or conversations we've had in those episodes. Oof. No slamming doors. No <laughs> locked doors. No, no more locked doors. No more locked doors. <laughs> Um, <clears throat> so yeah, if you guys are joining us every single week, we have a fun top five segment. Uh, <clears throat> the theme changes every single week. Uh, today we're talking our top five conversations that we've had on this podcast or some of our top five memorable episodes that we've ever done. Um, so if you want to play along, go ahead and send in your email 
at C-I-N-E-M-E-N-921 at gmail.com and share some of share some of your favorite memories of the podcast, and I'll read them uh, at the end of this week or next week. Uh, does anybody have any honorable mentions? Yes. I don't have any. Ed, go ahead and hit us up with yours. Rapid fire. Uh, so just one. Uh, kind of funny one, actually. Uh, the, one of the latest. The Tokyo Revengers uh, bonus episode. That's kind of why it's an honorable mention because it's not one of the episodes. But I love it that is an conversation, episode. man. Oh, I get yeah. yeah, okay. Not not one of the mainstream or main episodes. But yeah, love the conversation. Finally got some anime in there, and uh, yeah, can't wait for more. So yeah. Uh, number five. Oh, five. Are we doing top four? Or are we doing top five? Top five. That's why I was like, "What?" Okay, top five. <laughs> okay. Top five. Year four. Uh, I'll go first. Number five for me is going to be a conversation that me and Craig had. Um, episode one seventy two, uh, Spider Man No Way Home. You know, uh, it was just a in depth conversation. Uh, it's one of those conversations that we had <clears throat> that you can't remember. Honestly, going back and trying to listen to it, I couldn't. It wasn't a memorable top five. It wasn't a memorable, you know, anything else. It was just a pure conversation of movie loving, just piece of work, piece of art um, is what it was. And I wish I still kind of had that feeling after watching Spider Man No Way Home. I still kind of do, but like that first time when it was over, and then we got when, when we sat down and we had a conversation about the movie. Dude, it was something special, and that was a fun, fun movie to talk about literally days after it came out. So, And I think what made it so fun, for me at least, is not not everybody really went to go see it opening night. So we, I, I personally didn't have anybody to talk to about it really until the episode, and we sat down and we just splooged the entire conversation about Spider-Man No Way Home. So, And, and it's very rare in a Marvel movie that you get to talk about performances, death, um, somebody coming back after 20 years. And Spider-Man No Way Home just had that, you know. So, spoiler alert, the movie's almost a year old. So, uh, and I, my biggest um, memory from that is the Willem Dafoe performance. So, if I had to nail it down to just the conversation, like, you know, like I said I would, it would be the Willem Dafoe conversation that we had. And Spider-Man No Way Home, episode 172. Yeah. Ed, number five for you? Uh, number five for me is kind of a newer one as well. Uh, 203, nope. Uh, honestly, I was really ready for this movie. Didn't know what to fully expect. Um, I kind of liked how we, we did the argument of the, uh, you know, the the beast the alien jean jacket whatever you want to call it um you know i, I always have fun in that kind of a debating side i guess so you know no matter uh no matter what no hurt feelings simple as that uh that's how we go uh just like you know it, it's always a fun thing <laughs> but it's always a fun thing <laughs> This is like what? Number uh, number five yeah. for you, Craig. Uh, number five for me is going to be um, Jurassic World Dominion. Um, 
just how how much we all I, me in particular just shit, completely shit on it um you know it was it was i'm gonna be honest it was nice to see zach kind of just like be disappointed <laughs> that it was such a bad movie because he was so excited for it um so yeah, that's my number five. It was uh, we got to talk about it. It was awful, and Zach was very disappointed. So, number four. Four. Number four for me, Craig. I'm right behind you. Is a tie, but number four is episode one forty seven, Fast Nine, and episode one ninety seven. Jurassic World Dominion um, because they're two outlandish franchises and two movies that just completely shit the bed um, but they provided two different conversations um, but you know they're they're really fun movies to talk about and you know that makes some of the better conversations or better reviews I guess or movies that people really don't agree on Um like Ed really kind of thought Jurassic World was pretty good, but then on the other hand, he thought you know Fast Nine was complete dog shit. And those two, those two feelings are just fun. And when you have a diverse conversation about two different movies, those two popped up on me. So that's my number four: Fast Nine, Episode One Forty Seven, and Episode One Ninety Seven: Jurassic World Dominion. Ed, number four for you. Number four for me. I'm going to go ahead and go with Episode One Sixty Four. That is Dune of Twenty Twenty One. Um, you know, a couple episodes before this, we did Dune, uh, the 1984 original. Um, (laughs) and that explained that episode. Uh, this one, however, was a heck of a lot different. Um, we were actually glad, a lot of us were glad that we had watched it. A lot of us were glad how different it actually was. And if I'm not mistaken, all four of us were actually looking forward to a possible, uh, add-on sequel or anything like that. So comes out next year, I think. Yeah, so I mean, you know, kind of to have the same movie in different perspectives, different, you know, uh, periods of time, you know, get a different reaction like that uh, from four different people was kind of, kind of, kind of nice and kind of cool, you know. And I mean, they are kind of wildly different movies about the same thing. So yeah, Craig, number four for you. Uh, number four for me is going to be Inglorious Bastards. Um, you know, just talking about it, um, I think our top five in that was was Brad Pitt movies. Yeah, uh, I think it was. Um, I didn't go back and check it all out, but um, it, it's 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 when we started talking about knocking it out of the park. You know, <laughs> so it, it's one of the things that. Uh, you know, when when we talk about these episodes, sometimes things stem from it that that last in the podcast, and you know that's one that really has stuck around. Where when <laughs> movies excel and we do better than they think, you know, we, they knock it out of the park. So um, it fun. was a fun episode. Um, you know, talking about how uh, Brad Pitt was just so his acting was so good, but it was so bad to watch. So uh, it was just a fun, fun episode, fun, fun topic to talk about. Number three. Three. Number three for me is uh, when we popped Craig's A24 cherry. 
<laughs> and it was episode 106 and we talked midsummer um i i believe i believe you had actually technically seen ex machina before that yeah but on mic wise it was just so hilarious to get your well, take on midsummer ex machina is technically tame compared to midsummer <laughs> it, it is on the other kind of other spectrum of HBO oh yeah War. for sure but you know what you when, when when we showed you that movie and you watched it and you came over to do the podcast that's when we were still doing them live in person and you were just like dude i don't think i'm ever going to be on another fucking episode <laughs> <laughs> i don't think i'm ever going to watch another a24 movie and, and yet <laughs> here we are so many years later and it's just it was it was a fun conversation i, I highly recommend you try to watch the movie and then go back and listen to our conversation with Craig. It, it was fun. So number three for me, 106 Midsummer. Ed, number three for you? Uh, number three for me, 195 Top Gun Maverick. Uh, you know, it's kind of a funny thing that, like, that episode kind of drew me because uh, how, how long it is still in, you know, of course, like we talked just a bit earlier, but at the same time, you know, even then we're just like, you know, what can this movie do? Is it going to do this? You know, is it going to be, you know, all these different little things kind of just like playing that thought role of what can it do? You know, and right now, you know, a lot of what we thought it was going to do, I think has come to pass, if I'm not mistaken. Um, but at the same time, you know, with the with the rooster stash with, you know, sorry. <laughs> what? Uh, you know, just different things like that kind of uh, always get my thoughts going back to an episode and make me remember some little things here and there. Uh, so, yeah, Top Gun Maverick, 195. Uh, Craig, number, number three uh, for you. Number three for me. Uh, you know what? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to bump that one up. Number three for me is going to be Batman. Um, the Batman. You know, the hmm. Batman with Robert Pattinson. Um, oh, n- another fun conversation. Uh, oh, yeah. Just just the way that we all, when we were talking about it, we had that glimmer of hope that DC was on the right path. And then they come out and they're like, we're scraping everything. And, you know, but when we were talking about the Batman, we were so high from the, oh, Ed was high. We were talking about it and we were, uh, but, you know, we were just so excited that we felt like DC was finally on the right path. Um, and the movie was a great topic. The uh, just how we were talking about the characters and how the Penguin's going to get his own show and and everything that stemmed from, stemmed from that after, you know, the Suicide Squad kind of brought out Peacemaker. And we just thought DC was on the right path and everything in, in that conversation. We were just so excited for what was to come for, with DC and. Um, you know, it's it's like, you know, it, it's it's good that Marvel's doing good, and it's good that Marvel's putting out, was putting out good products, but to be able to have DC putting out the same, if not better, products at the same time is something that, you know, when they compete for for dominance in in their respective genre, it's only going to continue to make things better. Um, so it was just a fun conversation, and and uh, yeah. Number two. Two. Uh, number two for me, this still brings back just so much glimmer and so much uh, 
warmthness to my heart. Number two is going to be episode 100, where we talked about our top five plus five movies that we share so near and dear to our hearts. Like some of us got a little emotional talking about movies that we had just fell in love with. Again, that episode is, is great. It's episode 100. Um, I would highly recommend go back and listen to it. It was a girthy episode, but you get to hear, you know, they may not be award-winning masterpieces, but you get to hear why some of the movies are our favorite movies. And if you've never, ever listened to us, and this is your first opportunity, your first chance listening to us in this Philadelphia episode, I think you get to know all of us really good in episode 100. That's a great, if where it all begins over again, episode one to 100, 100 is really like, you don't have to go back and listen to the first 100 episodes. No, you can it you, at all. Yeah, you can, you can start with episode 100. So that's number two for me. Edward, number two for you? Number two for me, I'm going to go to episode 190, American Psycho. Um, I just, I like the conversation about, you know, how uh, Christian Bale brings this character, you know, kind of a newer age psycho for that matter, of course. But the 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 corniness, the kookiness, you know, the the cards, you know, the 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 conversations about the cards, uh, and what it meant to them for that matter, and you know, it, it's got to be you know this with this type with this kind of font and you know all this other crap that really is insignificant in a lot of ways, but it, it's just always kind of a funny little deal when we get to have conversations about movies like that that has all those little elements in it so yeah american psycho um number two for me is gonna be no country for old men um just when (laughs) when ed gave his star rating and we all just thought he was out of his mind um you know it's something that lingered and still lingers to this day about you know, saying how can he like a movie or rate this movie better than No Country for Old Men or at the same level. Um, it's just funny, you know, kind of the call back to, you know, we're sitting there and we all give it like tens and it's like, yeah, I'm gonna give it a seven. We're just like, are you high? <laughs> are you currently high right now? So uh, it was just that episode was, was uh, a tops for me. Number one. One. Uh, you know what? Number one for me, a lot of people would think, oh, it's 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 a give. You know, the very first episode. No. Number one for me is going to be episode 158, last year's three-year anniversary, when we talked about Psycho again. And we got to talk about it with Craig there. And we got to talk about it with Zach there. And we had emails. And it was a different formula. And the show was just so updated. And it felt good. It felt real. Um, you know, it was, it was just good to see how we have grown from episode one with me and Ed, you know, sound like we were talking to each other in a closet too. Now, you know, everything <laughs> looks good. Sounds good. Um, we have a lot of f- listener interaction. So, um, last year was really, really fun, really special. And it just kind of threw, even though, you know, e- even though we're not like paying bills with this, it's just fun that, we have this much fun and that many people listen to us just with us having fun and talking about movies. So 
Yeah. Number one for me, number 158, Psycho from last year. Edward, number one for you. Uh, building on yours, for that matter, 158, Psycho as well. Um, most of the same exact reasons, simply just because, you know, um, I don't know if you had ever seen that before, uh, Craig. I, I think you had watched it with Johnny whenever or Juan whenever I, I was. I was there when he was starting it, and then I had yeah. I head out. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, getting your take on it, getting Zach's take on it, because that's more kind of like Zach's area of movies for that matter. He, he likes those movies quite a bit. Um, and even getting to get a, a new take ourselves, you know, your and myself for that matter on air. Uh, just those things right there and then revisiting that first episode kind of, like you said, you know, the maturity, the maturing aspect of it all, the uh, conversation, you know, fuller and just the differences of uh, how we view it, for that matter. I mean, it's plain and simple as that, man. So, yeah, 158, Psycho. Number one for you, Craig. Uh, number one for me, I just had it here, um, but I lost the episode number. Um, but it was the Marvel five top five plus five. Um, you know, we, we for me, obviously, Marvel is a big uh, part of my genre of, you know, my library. Um, I would say Marvel really kicked off my fandom for movies, um, you know, dating back to uh, what is now X-Men, Spider-Man, not just the MCU, but, you know, all of Marvel. Um you know those those movies when I was little, Hugh Jackman, Tobey Maguire, um, just massive, massive parts of my childhood. Um, and so just getting to be able to talk about uh, Marvel Top Five Plus Five with you guys, um, hearing everybody's kind of, um, you know, what they like about it, uh, and and hearing their list, it was it was just good. And hearing the the listeners' list as well. Um, just kind of seeing like where everybody ranks, what's what, you know, it's, it, it was a fun episode. Yeah. Uh, really fun top five guys. If anybody out there wants to uh, share your top five episodes that we've ever done, uh, by all means, go for it, you know, and send, uh, send us in your top five at C-I-N-E-M-E-N-921 at gmail.com. Um. Jeremy says it's really cool that the thumbnail for this video was Tom Hanks and Denzel Washington in the movie Philadelphia. No other way. And uh, guys, that's 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 what we're talking about today. We're getting ready to get into Philadelphia, which is our you know this entire year is uh, we'll, we'll get into it here soon. Uh, but this episode is also brought to you by Red and Blues Pizza, located right here at forty five hundred South May Avenue in Oklahoma City, Oklahoma. Give them a call right now at 405-602-2838. You can dial in and go pick up your pizza. They're open seven days a week. If pizza's not your thing, they have sandwiches, burgers, gyros, salads, wings, and everything in between. So go check them out and let them know that the Cinnamon Movie Podcast sent you for your pizza. Um, but yeah, let, let's get into... Uh, the movie, before we do get into the movie, though, guys, uh, we are going to shed a little bit of light on the director, Jonathan Demi. Dem? 
Why does that name sound familiar? He's directed Silence of the Lambs, uh, The Merchant Candidate. Um, he's also done a few episodes of TV as well. Um, so he's directed like 72 different projects. But we'll I'm just going to name off a few uh, movies and you guys can be like, you know, whether you which one's your favorite, maybe Ricky and the Flash, um, a master builder. Um, Rachel getting married. The merchant, uh, the Manchurian candidate. The truth about Charlie. Um, Beloved. Philadelphia. Silence of the Lambs. Silence of the Lambs, for sure. I mean, you know, Philadelphia is definitely a close second, but Silence of the Lambs, for sure. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I'd say Silence of the Lambs. It's probably... Um, out of all of these, you know, the, just the name alone is the most noticeable. Yeah. So this year has been themed with Denzel Washington movies throughout the entire calendar year. We started the year off with the tragedy of Macbeth, um, and we're ending the year in December around his birthday for a top five plus five of Denzel Washington. Um, but throughout the year, we've sprinkled some Denzel movies in there. This is just another one uh, that has been sprinkled in there. So currently, what we're reviewing today, Philadelphia, with a December 22nd, 1993 release, IMDb has it at 7.7, .7, Rotten Tomatoes at 79%, the Metascore is 66%, while the Google users have it at 88%. With a $26 million budget, this grossed a little over $207 million at the box office. When a man with HIV is fired by his law firm because of his condition, he hires a homophobic small-time lawyer as the only willing advocate for a wrongful dismissal suit. Um, starring Tom Hanks, Denzel Washington. Um, you also have uh, Anna Smith in there. Um, Shanda Wilson is a small part in there. Antonio Banderas, um, Bradley Whitford, directed by Jonathan Dame. Written by Ron uh, Swanner. So, guys, this is definitely a different Denzel movie than we're used to. Um, but let's let's talk about it. It's what we're getting into today. Um, this is like the fifth or sixth time I've checked it out. Uh, first time was uh, like three, four years ago, and I had never seen it before. I'd always wanted to see it, but I just couldn't find it on Blu-ray. I didn't want to waste the money on DVD because I knew that it was eventually going to hit. And you know what? At the time, I finished the movie, kept it in, and just rewatched it. Um, Ed, what about you? Was this a was this a first time watch for you? No, uh, I think the first time was back in March or February, one of the two. It had actually came up uh, on the TV. I wasn't the one that you know, tried to watch it, but uh, I think we had talked about it before a while back, yeah, if I'm not mistaken. In, I've brought it up in several recent watches. You know, so it kind of just got me, um, you know, kind of interested in it. And yeah, once it was on TV, I think I caught it from after he was fired for sure. So, so in I a think, few short words, what was yeah. it like revisiting it for the podcast? 
Uh, more uh, more informative. Uh, got to actually watch the entire version. So, Craig, first time watch. Yeah, first time watch. Uh, watched it yesterday. Um, uh, the movies like this, um, where where it kind of puts two people that, well, I mean, they kind of knew each other beforehand. Yep. Um, but then that, uh, you know, the AIDS came in and they, you know, it's kind of like. I don't know. Uh, we'll get into it, but it was it was it was a good watch. Um, I enjoyed the acting. I enjoyed the chemistry, um, and it's a I would say feel good story. But you know, so you brought it up perfectly. They kind of knew each other. That's where we'll start from. You get the film opened up. You get the Bruce Springsteen song opening up the movie, um, but then you see uh, Tom Hanks and Denzel, um, Andy and Joe sitting in. Uh, the office and they're going through, you know, they're obviously the two lawyers representing two different companies, but that's where you get the first take from them. Um, Tom Hanks, you can obviously tell is a, little, a younger, more arrogant, cocky, really, really good lawyer. Denzel, you know, he's the TV guy. Um, so that's the first time that you guys see them together. Um, but then it goes straight into Tom Hanks visiting the doctors and going yeah. to the doctor's appointments. So, um, first thoughts on Andy, you know, we'll get into Denzel a little bit later on, but what's your first thoughts on Andrew Beckett and, uh, Tom Hanks in this movie? Go ahead. Ed. Um, you know, I'm used to, I'm used to him being, or Tom Hanks being in kind of more either soft-spoken roles, you know, or not really soft-spoken, I guess, but more like, Yeah. That's a good word for it, actually. Thank you. Um, lighthearted roles that aren't necessarily like okay. I'm used to the angels and demons, or the uh, uh, lost, or castaway. Castaway. Thank you. Sorry. Why do I always do that? <laughs> I'm high, obviously. Um, nah. Um, but there's a lot of different things like that that I'm used to. So this was a definite different role for uh, me to see him in. Uh, didn't say bad for that matter at all because I think um, both lead actors, you know, well, I say both lead actors, but both actors for that matter just straight up destroyed each role they were given. Um, yeah. Right. So what are your thoughts on, on Andrew Beckett in the movie? Like, you know, you, you first get introduced to him. So what was your, you know, kind of a level character kind of? It was yeah, weird I'm, seeing Tom Hanks as cocky. It was weird. Uh, but, yeah, I sorry. mean, he, he was—he's kind of cocky, um, but he was also—he's humble. He's humble. He's—he's—he's he's, he's well spoken. He's—I um, I would say very down to. He was cocky, yes, but he was down to earth. Yeah. Um, he was somebody that was—you could approach him. He was approachable. And so that was kind of my just first impression of the, of his character. This movie was nominated for three, five Oscars, and it won two uh, Best Music Original Song, Streets of Philadelphia, obviously. And then Tom Hanks won for Best Actor in a leading role for this movie. Um, this is where he would do his back-to-back -back wins. He would win for Forrest Gump the year after. Um, uh, so... 
like literally, uh, he's getting ready. He's he gets called up and he's about to become partner. And you think everything is going really, really good. Um, and then he's calling in. He's got, I think he said four straight days of call-ins. He's putting the makeup yeah. on. He's worried about coming back, looking like he just got done from a cruise. Yeah. Um, and you also, this is where you see kind of, you know, in the scene before that, you get introduced to Antonio Banderas as Miguel. he plays Miguel. And um, it was just very, very interesting seeing Antonio Banderas in this role. I think he did a phenomenal job. Um, yeah, it this, was it was it was a choice that you wouldn't have expected. Yeah, in my opinion, usually the the ladies' man. You know what I mean? He, he he's I don't know. It just definitely it's was just, different. Yeah. When, when I see be, Tom Hanks, yeah. I don't. I mean, Antonio Banderas is a good-looking guy. Let's all be honest, but. It's just not like when when you were to, if you were to picture somebody and you're writing a script for Tom Hanks and you know he's playing the role he's playing in my head I'm not going Antonio Ben you know what I mean like that's just yeah it, it, it's a little bit of a weird match but I mean it it has its chemistry for it it, it does it, it yeah. does man it, and it's weird because cool Antonio Banderas like he has he has a role in the movie but he's 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 a second tier character in this movie. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, uh, everybody's kind of a second tier character to Tom Hanks and Denzel in this movie. But um, you would think somebody of his stature would be a little more prominent. You know what I mean? Yeah. Good bring up. I also wanted to bring up that uh, you know both of these directors or both of these actors haven't been in a movie since. But looking back at it, how special was this this movie? Because of just both of them being in the movie at the same time together. Like you're having Tom Hanks, Denzel, same exact movie. And then looking yeah. at it almost 30 years later, two of the and greatest of all sitting. time yeah. in the yeah. same movie together. Phenomenal. And, 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 you know, you talk about it and you, you say that and they weren't in anything else, were they? Not together, no. Like that's that's something that... I mean, yes, you could sit there and say like. I mean, b- being a big sports fan, like like you know, a lot of us are. That's like getting the dream match of Brady Manning in a Super Bowl. You know, obviously it never okay. happened, but like you know, those are two of the greatest of all time being together in the same movie, and hasn't yeah. been done since. Yeah, and I mean that that's one of the things is kind of like you know, what was it something that nobody else wanted to ruin that. That performance, uh, maybe, yeah, maybe maybe they honestly. knew what they put together for that movie was special and it could never be matched again. Yeah, yeah. And if anybody wanted to see them together on screen, they would have to see that and get, you know, the story that they told in that movie. So I could see that with it. You know, maybe they both felt a certain obligation to maybe not uh, discredit what this film represented, or maybe it's just their times. Yeah, maybe. Oh. But you know, this is almost this is roughly th- almost thirty years later, so it's yeah, a and, long time. <laughs> you know, and we talk about that, but then we also go back and we're like, you know, we say Chris Hemsworth was casted for Thor, but blank, blank, and blank auditioned for it. We don't know what other movies they could have auditioned for yeah. to be put together, and somebody else was casted for it. So. You know, yeah. the I think that would be interesting to to 
see what movies they were almost in together. See, not not just that, but like get a a history of everything that Denzel is auditioned for that maybe he didn't get for, and then kind of see like, oh well, he was going to be in this movie compared to Morgan Freeman, for, for instance, you know, or, or something like that. Maybe and, you know, and you know what? Also, like we we now see as adults. We think 10 years go by fast. What if for them just 30 by 30 years went by just so fast they just never got the opportunity to do it again? Yeah. Yeah. You know, sure. Work work is just crazy for us, let alone for them always making movies. You know, after this shortly, Tom Hanks had Forrest Forrest Gump, Toy Story took off. Um, and then Denzel, you know, Denzel was kind of in the young stages as well. After this movie took off, he just rocked, you know, he he hit everything. So they both this this was almost them at their peak, you know, at their at it their was like they go into the NBA at the rookie rookies exactly. Yeah, yeah, that's that's a good point. Like this, this was their draft year, and after this, they just shot off to the Rockets and never looked back. Yeah. Um. But yeah, man. After after you know seeing Miguel and Antonio Banderas, um, you you start to see certain characters in the movie start putting that hate towards. Tom Hanks's character start yeah. putting hate towards Andrew, like the doctor telling Antonio Banderas, I can have you removed. You're not immediate yeah. family. So, you know, that's one area of the film that's, that's already like un- uncomfortable to touch. Yeah. And then you get the missing file that starts to happen. And, you know, Tom Hanks and Andrew is already not feeling good. He's passing out. He's, he's at the toilet and now he's got this to worry about, about the missing file. And uh, you know what? It says a month later, and it is what it is. Andrew gets fired, and he goes to seek out help. I think he said in the movie what he saw like nine, nine. different nine nine different lawyers before he went to Joe, and before he uh, went to Denzel's and, character. And you know, he, it's one of those things where, I mean, let's be honest segregation is not that far removed from being relevant. Um, and so you think about this movie being in the nineties people, you know, we, we think about racism still being alive now and, and it is, but back then with it being removed, what, 20 years, maybe 25, 20, 25 ish so, around there. Um, people still had that same mindset where they were just like, there are groups that we don't want to work with and we don't want to have anything to deal with. Well, I mean, it's and racism, homophobia, you know, different diseases that me, at the time me, weren't really even understood that well. It, it, and what's crazy, this, this movie is almost 30 years removed and we're still year. having the same issues. Yeah, some of them, yeah. And I mean, to different degrees for that matter as well. You you know guys, I mean? let, let me ask you guys this. Do you guys think this dialogue talking about, I mean, when they're in the steam room, we're in the sauna talking about the jokes that they're the throwing out on the back. And yeah. Do you guys think that that dialogue can be used today or no, or no, as in no, like, no, for sure. No. Um, yeah. when, especially no. when, uh, Denzel is, is using, you know, I'm not going to say it for, for, for whatever reason, yeah. For whatever sure. reason, um, you know, he says the f word about. Um, oh, okay. You know, he says it a lot. 
gay people. He, you know, he's he, 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 using homophobic slurs. You know, and what was interesting for this is that you would think somebody of Denzel's, you know, obviously Denzel is not the character, but he's playing the character, and you would think that the character in the movie would sit there and be like, you know what? I'm fighting these same issues, you know, as a black man. I'm fighting these same issues. I need to, you know, we're in the same boat. I should be helping him. I, and I, I thought watching the movie, he would realize that a little bit sooner. Um, Not until I, almost the end. No, I mean, even in the library, I think when he saw it, it was more so about, hey, this is going to be an easy case. Yeah. But it's, it, 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 I agree. Like, like you said, it is the end when they really start to click and they're like, you know what? He is just a human. We're all humans. Cause you, you even, know, and, go ahead. I was just, go ahead. You're right. I was going to say you have the scene where uh, he's in the drugstore, you know, the drugstore scene, and that guy kind of comes on to him. And, you know, you're thinking, you're like, man, if this was today and he's defending a gay man, he would not want to go off like that in public. Because it no, would make him look would bad. Be, yeah. That case would be... It'd be you know, over. People would have cameras and everything like that. They'd be like... He'd be canceled. You know, he, he's defending this this man, but he's out in public saying this to this man. Yeah, I agree with you. It, it's so it's so easy to be canceled. And um, not just canceled, but they would see like, oh, he's only doing this for a paycheck. He doesn't believe that this man was actually yeah. wrongfully fired or terminated. What would you guys think of the one-month transformation after, you know, he walked into Joe's office looking for him and wanting to hire him, the way Tom Hanks looked, the shaved head, looking real thin. I thought the makeup was tremendous, but, you know, it, it after just coming, after just, you know, kind of being off the heels of a pandemic, how did it make you feel watching that? Denzel was like, oh, what happened to you? And he's like, I got AIDS. And then, you know, Denzel backs up really, really quick. Yeah kind of wipes his hand <laughs> he starts looking around you know you Seeing know everything he touches yeah and you know yeah. it's man i well, could in, just imagine in his feels. defense you know we we had something very similar yeah when when covid came around what did we all do we would sit there and look at people when they coughed what did they touch and you know covid is considered was considered a deadly disease not so much as uh, AIDS because COVID was technically curable if you just, you know, it, it would go away eventually if you were treating it correctly. Well, I mean, you know, in, in today, okay, back then times, you had information that was spread by like newspapers and news channels and stuff right. like that. And we have similar stuff today, but it's a lot more in misinformation for that matter. You know, just because well, Sally says this. Well, John says this. And, well, Dave says this because – and it, Dave's right because Dave knows the doctors, dude, and Dave works for this. And it's just like, okay, but does Dave know or is Dave's friend telling him that's something misconstrued? Right. And even so, with, with AIDS being so early on when this movie's set, you know, because AIDS came out, what, mid-'80s? If I'm I not think mistaken. that's when it was really hitting some really hit because yeah. they were talking about 84, 85. They still just called it the the plague for the gays, if I'm not mistaken, yeah. in terms of the movie. Um, so, you know, they had no idea what it was. They didn't know it couldn't be. It was only transferable through bodily fluids or because, you know, so good. I was just, you know, in, in Denzel's defense initially. He wasn't worried that he was a gay man. He was worried about the disease. Because I mean, he just had a brand new baby. 
he had a brand new baby and he was afraid that he didn't know how the disease was contracted. He didn't know the history of the disease. And so that's why I'm saying like, it, it shocked me that it took him that long to, you know, be essentially friends with Andy and vice versa, doing what he did to the guy in the drugstore. That's just what I was getting at. Yeah. Good bring up. Um, you know, eventually Joe has a case. Denzel's like, let's get on it. Um, I thought it was a phenomenal scene at the ball game in the suite where Denzel walks up to the suite and, you know, you're being served, you know, see in court. Um, and then he sees Julia serving. He's like, hey, doctor, love you. Yeah. <laughs> you ever need a lawyer? And I wanted to bring that up. We're going to talk about it a little bit later on too, but Denzel and Tom Hanks, Denzel specifically, I know Tom Hanks won the award, but dude, is it just me? But they just make this stuff seem easy. Like it's like, it's nothing like this acting is they walk in and piss excellence. Yeah. <laughs> it's just outstanding to me. And, and that's really when I saw the first glimmer of Denzel in this movie was walking upstairs, no shame in his game. I'm the TV guy, you know, and he serves, he serves them the, uh, the papers, man. I'm just like, yeah. you know, and, and you get 46 minutes into the trial, 46 minutes into the movie, the trial begins. Yeah. Um, I want to talk about this because I know it's going to, it's going to strike some nerve, the outside crowd, the outside of the courtroom, some of the, some of the signs, some of the, the you know, the, 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 I know it's just a movie, it's but Adam dude, and, Eve, not, yeah. and it's stuff that still well, goes on honest. today. Well, know, I mean, you look we, at we've the heard movie. it personally. You look at the new uh, Spider-Man, you know, they all painted him the same way. So, I mean, you know, the crowds literally kind of. <laughs> they painted Spider-Man? I don't. Tom Holland's new newest Spider-Man when he basically got framed for murder. I mean, I guess it's similar. I'm not saying it's the same <laughs> thing. I'm saying that, you know, they're basically, oh, you and know, so you're a murderer. People are so quick hate, to judge. You know? Exactly, without even yeah. knowing the entire thing. And I mean, you know, with that, it's more kind of whether it's, you know, personal beliefs, religious beliefs, um, you know, whatever beliefs it is, it's kind of like, well, why don't you look at from it from their side and kind of get what that person feels, you know, because literally, like, you don't know how this person's understanding life. Yeah. So, I mean, that that's the thing that is messed up with a lot of it and that's one thing that kind of gives you a better look into andrew beckett because literally you know you're seeing it from his point of view and kind of getting the 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 hate it or outward to inward for that matter and seeing how he prog uh, progresses through this entire film uh how he handles it uh how he how he joys and breakdowns and you know fumbling for you know the lawyers you know going through all that and then kind of not necessarily a last ditch but like look man you're the best one i can think of right now i've i've done this with x many you know or x amount of so so will uh, you? one of yeah. one of the things i wanted to bring up is besides the courtroom or the, besides the you know the courtroom drama starts and the outside crowd is just you know a bunch of rabid wolves now you start getting really, really emotional into the story. And I don't know how invested you guys were in the characters, but by 46 minutes, I was fully invested. Um, even though some of the stuff I did not agree with Denzel on, I was invested with both of them. 
Um, and then just Tom Hanks's character in general, you're like, man, you just feel so bad for the character. Um, but he's sitting in on some treatments after the drugstore scene. Um, you know, you're, we're like 15 minutes into the trial after the day one or after the first week of the trial, he's doing some treatments and he, he's doing the treatments at home and he's talking to Miguel and Miguel's getting a little, Miguel's getting a little short with him about time, you know, and you know, Andrew Beck is like, oh, I don't want to, I don't want to do treatments today. And, you know, Miguel's like, no, you're doing treatments today. This is what's keeping you alive. And he gets upset, you know, and Tom Hanks looks and, you know, Andrew looks at him and says, you're worried that we don't have enough time together. And you, you do this movie is just super emotional on all, all kinds of levels. But, um, you know, man, this dialogue like that, guys, it's just like, where do you get the time to not only put the dialogue into this movie, but 30 years later, dialogue is still so powerful that you just sit there and think about stuff like that. Like, well, I don't know. What, I don't know what went through you guys' mind, but as soon as I heard that piece of dialogue, I'm like, dude, stuff like well, that still goes on. It's dealing with real world things. It's dealing with, you know, real world issues and problems that whether solved or not solved or on the road to being solved or touched at all for that matter, you know, it's not easy watching someone die and knowing that they're kind of giving up slowly and surely, you know, you're, you're like, nah, dude, you're trying to be there for him and all that. And especially like, I can't imagine what it feels like for a spouse for that matter, or, or a significant other, you know, anything like that. But, you know, with, with Antonio Banderas coming across, you know, not necessarily pushy, but not necessarily like, Full on, like, I don't know, more to say sentimental and all that. Not necessarily like, please do this because, you know, but at the same time, like, not being too forceful either. Like, dude, yeah. come on, you know, like, you're just giving up. That, that's, yeah. that's what you do now, you know. Well, I mean, let's, yeah. none of us have ever been in that position i hope none of us are ever in that position of ha basically having a countdown on your life you know what i mean like knowing you have aids and hiv aids I, I know there's like a timeline where they're like okay after a certain amount of years you reach this stage and i i, I don't know everything about it but i from what i remember like there's there's timelines and to pretty much have that clock counting down on your life I couldn't imagine. Couldn't imagine. Well, it, it's it's that it's that kind of thought, you know. Would you want to know how, when, and where you die? You know what I mean. And I mean that that's kind of a thing that you know a lot of people don't really understand, think about. That's where a lot of others do think about. But to have a doctor, you know, come up to you, whether it be cancer, whether it be HIV, AIDS, whether it be anything like that and just be like oh yeah. uh, uh mr jones you have three three months to live might want to get your uh uh, uh preparations in order or what however they say yeah. it. well they, they didn't the have any of those thing. scenes in the movie which i was no. i was kind of thankful for yeah, uh, I mean, like, like, kind of did I, i'm trying to remember there was one scene where uh it's during the trial he tells joe he's like i may not be here to see the rest out see the rest of the trial right yep. you know so he pretty much tells them like i have a deadline and you and, might have and, to finish this race without me 
And what I liked about the you know the timeline was it's a hidden timeline. You yes. probably you probably knew he was going to go, but you didn't have a doctor say you got three months, you got six months, yeah. you got nine months. You know the yeah. movie goes from like I think almost a full calendar year because you do get to see, um, you get to see pumpkins. I think on the beginning at the you know at the uh, the doorstep of his parents. Um, you get to see Joe talk to the Salvation Army Santa Claus. I'm the TV guy. Yeah. So you do see a full calendar year pass from the moment you see them in the beginning until the very, very end. So roughly about a year and a half, two-year timeline. Um, yeah, you, so after the drugstore scene, uh, what do you guys think of the, the dialogue of uh, Tom Hanks asking Joe, do you pray right before the uh, the opera scene? And what did you guys think of the opera scene? Um, well, I thought when he was asked because they were they were going over the, um, I can't think of the word. They, they were going, going over, over the questions that they were going to ask the next day at the trial, and when he asked him if he's, you know, do you pray? I thought he was going to, you know, that was his, he was going to kind of rebuttal with something else towards his question. I, I didn't know it was going to go the route it did, um, and I think that that is the moment that joe was like it was just it was a weird scene it is almost a 24-ish with the lighting and the uh, camera yeah. angles um but i think that is the moment that joe was kind of like i don't know he, he was like it was different he was trying like it, it felt like joe knew him a little bit better but it was also like this is still a mystery to me. Like, it, how is this man so happy and so ingra not ingrained, but like so? I think it was loving kind of, of the song with with how his life is currently going. I think it was the turning point in that, in a way, for that matter. It, it, not not necessarily the question, but those scenes building off of what you're actually talking about. You know, when. When you don't know somebody, when you don't know their walk of life, when you don't know their choices, their feelings, their inspirations, their, you know, different things like that, you kind of have to gauge an understanding whether it's a very short time period or whether it's a very long time period. And I think that shows very well in this um, how Joe goes about it with Andrew. Um because you see the transition throughout the entire uh, movie. Uh, yeah. It, I mean, honestly, it's just Denzel and Tom Hanks doing what they do. It, 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 it you know, it, it's, it's kind of one of those things of, you know, talking to whether they talk to different people to get, you know, understandings of how to kind of act or, 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 or think about being with that or, yeah it yeah it was just an, it was an emotional scene like you don't yeah. know why it was emotional he's just kind of explaining what the opera lady is singing about and then you have all of the the changing of the lighting and the the i mean denzel just looks like he's getting absolutely like his edibles hitting <laughs> um it, it was just a moment where you're just kind of like okay this is 
weird. It's uncomfortable. It's telling. It's it's like there were so many emotions going through in that scene. Um, and I'm surprised I've never seen it before, to be honest. Yeah. Very, very emotional scene, especially seeing those two together right in the smack dab of the opera scene. Um, things, you know, the trial, I, I, I do say I really love a good courtroom drama. There's a yeah. lot of good. There's a lot of good. Liar, movies. liar. <laughs> <laughs> there's a lot of good courtroom drama movies out there. And I think the ones that nail it just they're phenomenal movies. And I, I could, you know, I wanted to go with that top five today, but I think I, I put it in the bag to save for later. Um, Andy takes the stand after everybody else does, unless anybody else has a memorable um, scene of anybody else taking the stand. You know, they, they, they bring up numerous people throughout the trial, but I think when Andy takes the stand is, you well, know, I, I think when, when Denzel kind of questions Wheeler to make him like, he's like, you know, are you, are you gay? Are you homosexual? And he's like, question him in a way that it's like, he's trying to break him yep. to make him slip or say something, you know? And it's, it, it was, God, it was just the way he was questioning him. Denzel was just like, okay, you want to explain it to me? Like I'm a six year old then he's like, were you, did he win the case? Yes. Were you satisfactory? Yes. Like, not only were it, was it Andrew on the stand, but it was the way that Denzel was playing ball with these people who, like, he knew everybody was against him in that courtroom because he was in, he was that same person before he decided to help him. Yeah. So he knew what everybody else was thinking. And, and I think that's, that's what makes that the courtroom scene so good is because you know, that Joe is was one of those people, so he knows everything that they're thinking. And he goes, he goes so fast, and he goes so ninety to nothing, like comparing the uh, comparing the uh, baloney to the caviar. Yeah. Like, dude, the, the, Denzel just made it look super easy. Like it, it made you feel like you were watching a real courtroom drama happening on TV. Yeah. I agree. The mirror scene where she asks Andrew to look in the mirror and she's like, do you see any visible lesions on your face? And he answers, no, I can't see them clearly. And then Denzel's like, thank you for doing that because this just won me the case. Yeah, well, and that's that's the thing about courtrooms is when the opposing side opens up something, you can use it for your side as well. Yeah. You know, like, yes, you don't see any here, but I still have 95% of my body. And yeah, well, I mean, this and I know this is kind of a that scene in particular kind of reminded me in a way of uh, walking tall with Dwayne Johnson from back in the day, um, you know, because same kind of thing, you know, courtroom and all that. And th- at first it was just kind of like, you know, well, what evidence or what what pain or whatever like that did they cause you? And he rips his shirt off, and he's got a huge scar just running yeah. across, and you know it shocks a they lot of people. Him. You know, um, the judge is like, "But, but no, but and it's like, no, this is this is what you're dealing with. Yeah. This is that, you know." And I mean, that's the same thing, but in a quite a bit of different circumstance with this. Just because you can't see anything from the you know cuffs up or the neck up, yeah, everything else is covered. This is how I have to go ahead and show you. 
this is how I'm going to show you. Yeah. You know, and I mean, who knows if, you know, one day one of them was leading, one of them, uh, he was changing, you know, because a, a shirt had gotten rained on or yeah. food or something. Stuff happens. And I mean, you know, it, it's kind of a thing that shows sometimes the law does and doesn't do its process in ways, but with that, yeah, no, I agree. Full fill of a courtroom, you know, kind of mechanic for that matter. So uh, Andy, yeah. Andy takes off his shirt at the stand and Denzel makes him show the legions, which is obviously the, the nail on the coffin for the freaking, oh, yeah. the win. Yeah. Um, but then Andy passes out, you know, and then you got the verdict. So while Andy's in the hospital fighting for his life, Denzel and everybody finds out that, you know, they win and how much money that he's he's granted. Well, I, I liked the jury scene behind the scenes because yeah. you think that the guy is against Andy because he's looking at the guy and he's laughing with him. And, and then at the end, he's like, you're not going to send a guy who's trying to prove himself to fly a three point five billion dollar plane. You're going to send your ace, your top gun. Your top, your maverick. <laughs> All right, you're gonna send that guy, and um, uh, it, it was, you know, it's kind of. It, I think it was meant to be in there too, because you felt so invested at that point as a viewer, and then you thinking, oh, the the jury, everybody's against them, and then the guy that you think is the most against them is in there, and he's he's probably the one that helps win the case for him, yep. and then he ends up reading the numbers and everything that they won, and. I think at that point you're like, you know what? Justice was served. And and going back to when Andy was talking about why he wanted to be a lawyer, he's like, you know, because there's those few times where you're on the right side of justice and it feels good. And it was just, Denzel's, I know the dialogue's written for him, but they delivered it with excellence. Man. With ease. Yeah. Denzel's winning face when he turns around and gives the old, uh, the nod. Dude, man, like, Wow. That's fun. Fun stuff like that. You know, it's like he makes winning look look like easy. Well, not only fun. easy, but he makes it look like he really cared about the case. Yeah. You know, you care about the character. You care about the case. If if all that's believable, then I think you have a good a good mixture for a good movie. Um, hard to talk about. Hard to watch the hospital scene where, you know, everybody goes and visits Andy. What they don't think would be the last time, but they do. Um, Denzel goes in there and says, Hey, keep it on ice. Um, you know, I think, I think he knew leaving cause he was like, I'll catch you again, not later, but again, in the terms of like, you know, when, uh, as, as a Christian, you know, you kind of grew up to believe that you'll see somebody again. And it was in that moment where he was like, you know, it's, it's not see you later. It's see you again. Um, and so him kind of leaving the way he did and hugging, uh, Miguel, you kind of knew that something was coming. Um, but the way Miguel went in there and he was just like, you know, it's time, man. You were just like, fuck. No. (laughs) Very, very emotional scene. Um, and Tom Hanks, you know, that he helps him pull the the mouse down. Yeah, you're right. He's, you know, I'm ready. Um, but then you have the music and you have everybody meeting at Andrew's place, the pictures, the, 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 the gathering, the videos. And it's just like, man, you know, and it's a sad, sad ending. 
but you kind of, I don't know about you guys, but I kind of felt at peace with the character that, you know, he got to live this extraordinary life. He, he was a, a very uh, precise and extremely good lawyer. Um, he, he lived with no regrets. Um, he was treated, treated poorly, treated unfairly, but I don't know if the winnings went to the mom or he, but he, he, he did have, did he did ask Denzel to help him. Yeah. For charity. And then he needed some help with, uh, Miguel. I think one of the, one of the good scenes that we haven't touched on yet was before the case started, he went to his family and he was like, Oh yeah. Are are you guys okay with me doing this? Because you're going to hear stuff that you probably don't want to hear. Um, and, and you do in the case, you hear about him going to that movie theater and you know, the, most likely the time that he contracted uh, HIV AIDS. Um, but they were all like, you know what? We, we, we're here for you. You know, and a lot of times when people decide to, and you don't know if he, if his parents knew about it beforehand or not. Um, you know, it's a lot of times you, you're get to, you hear people and they're like, I didn't get that support. What did, what did, you, what did you guys think did, when you heard, the sisters say, Hey, we don't know how mom and dad are going to feel. Did you guys start to think that they are going to be think, negative on him? I I thought yes. And no, I, you know, I thought yes initially, but then when the mom started talking, I was like, it's the sister who's uncomfortable with it because she was like, are, are you sure they're not worried? Like trying to put the blame on somebody else yeah. instead of like saying out loud that it was her. I think anybody who has, if, if you're, a parent, a guardian, a brother, a sister, and you just feel uncomfortable like that scene right there. I'm glad you brought that up, Craig. That whole family sequence scene, that's exactly how you should support and be behind somebody 100% not, of the time. Not just for the subject matter of this. Right. For anything. Like you need to have that type of support system. And if and if they're not there to support you in that sort of way, you need to have a circle that will. Um, yeah, so. man, I'm so glad you brought that scene. That scene, that's a powerful, powerful scene. Man, is that a powerful scene? Yeah. Because uh, uh, I'm, I'm not going to say who, um, but recently I had somebody. Um, they said I was, they, I was the first one outside of their immediates that they told because they weren't sure how people take it. I was like, dude, who cares how other people take it? If they take it negatively, mark them off the list. Move on. You don't need them. And, you know, he was afraid of how other people in his family was going to take it. I said the same thing. Tell him if he doesn't like it, who cares? I was like, dude, I'll be here for you. So you need people like that. I, you know, I'm not trying to shine light on me, but it's 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 a fact. Yeah. You don't you don't need negative people in your life. It's life's too short to sit here and be worried about what other people are thinking. Well, and, and not, not, not only is it too short, but dude, life is too hard. Yeah. Put that much more, like that much more, like heartache on you. Like you're gonna get your heart broken like 98 percent of the time anyway. So, like, yeah, I'm, I'm glad you said you brought that up. Like, you know, surround yourself with eagles and not turkeys. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. Um. But Craig, since you brought up s- a, a tremendous scene, let's dig into favorite scene. Favorite scenes. Um, um, Ed, let's let's start with you, Ed. I mean, I might be you know kind of a usual, if you will, for this one, but the 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 
part where he does show the lesions and all that, because to me that is the most, the singular most powerful kind of look as well as scene of of the buildup as well as the actual punch and then the after effect. Uh, to me, that scene was just like, oh, they're really going there. Okay, you know, kind of deal. Um, yeah, that one sticks out to me 100%. You know, even the first time I watched it, I was just like, what? What's going on? You know, so yeah. Craig, um, I liked the um, all, all of the the Denzel uh, court scenes were, were amazing, um, but I liked the um, Halloween scene after where they show up as sailors because the guy on the stand was talking about how they they didn't they had that one guy. Who was a sailor and did all that and they dressed up as sailors um and he was also a lawsuit um i just thought it was funny um you know kind of throwing little gimmicks in there trying to be lighthearted um in the midst of everything being negative so uh if i had to pick just one scene that just stands out when the trial very first starts and denzel looks at the jury and says this is why we're here and he's like hey you know, AIDS is a disgusting, devilish disease, and we want to just get as far away from it as possible. When Denzel's like, hey, even I want to get rid of it. Even I want to get away from he, him. He puts everything out there. He puts everything out there. He he doesn't hold anything back. And it's just, man, it's just Denzel doing Denzel things. And uh, he just knocks it out of the pack. And he, 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 dude, he made it look so easy when he's talking to the jury. I don't know about you guys, but when that man is on screen, the phone goes down, you're you're glued, and you're listening to what he's saying. Yeah. I, I don't know how many times we're saying that in in these movies that we're talking about Denzel, about but Denzel. Yeah. but we, we, but we do. Um. So it's that being said, voices. And, and Denzel's pretty much batting a thousand. He's knocking it out of the park every time. All right. He, he is. Um, and you know what, you guys, you guys are going to hear us knocking out of the park. I'm going to release not only September, but October's schedule as well, all in this episode. So, you know, you're going to get the next few episodes, the announcements right here, right now. Um, but before we get to that star rating one out of 10 guys, if you have not listened to an episode yet, we rate our movies one out of 10, one being power of the God power of the dog. 10 being uh being, being maverick um so ed we'll start with you what's your what's your star rating uh man 10 i mean they're wrong this this movie touches on so many different uh aspects of life it touches on so many good uh dialogue points uh so there there's just a ton about this movie that's just amazing so yeah straight up 10 greg I'm going to give it an eight. Um, I think the the actors obviously um, make the movie. The dialogue's great. Um, the story, I felt, I felt like it jumped around a little bit. Um, not necessarily as much as like going back and forth, but I felt like it jumped uh, periods of time, and you weren't exactly how long it jumped. Um, so I, I wish it was a little more informative on that, um, just because I was like. I felt like there was pieces of information that I missed here and there. Um, so give it an eight. Uh, you know what? This this is, again, one of those movies that it just 
hits for the feels for me. And even though it's a two hour and five minute movie, you sit down, you get glued into the long, but it didn't feel it. Oh yeah. Uh, it didn't feel long for me at all. So I'm going to give this movie a 10, uh, performances are amazing. Uh, the only thing, if I had to say, Hey, would be the surrounding cast maybe didn't get, you know, but, but when you have Denzel and Tom Hanks in there, you don't need anything. The surrounding cast was Antonio Banderas. Yeah. Um, (laughs) And I thought the performances were great. The The songs were, were heartfelt. Um, the scenes were put together very, very well. Um, dude, it's just a sad, emotional movie. And uh, I'm, I'm a sucker for courtroom dramas. Um, you got Denzel and, and Tom Hanks as well. So Philadelphia gets a 10 for me. Um, I'm excited to hear everybody else's thoughts. Send in your emails and we will talk about everybody else's uh, star rating in this episode. I have a few that I'm going to read today. And uh, more next week. Um, but episodes coming up before we get an email bag. Next week, guys, we are talking episode 210, The Black Phone. Um, horror season begins for us at the Cinema Movie Podcast next week as we talk all about The Black Phone 2022 horror movie that came out this year starring Ethan Hawke. Um, so I'm excited about the black phone next week, Monday, September the 19th. We're going back to the theaters. We're going to talk a 24 again, one more time. We're going to talk Pearl, the, uh, the, the prequel to X, um, September the 19th, September 26th. We get to stay at home and, uh, check out from dust till dawn, uh, starring Quentin Tarantino and George Clooney. So getting ready to get into some more spooky, spooky season movies. Ted Craig taking a shot over there? No. Was a little, okay. A little DP. Um, so from Dust Till Dawn ends the month of September. We start October with Signs, Monday, October the 3rd. We'll talk about Signs. Uh, October. Got my the... cup of water right here. <laughs> <laughs> hey, remember, don't forget, we're all going to have foil hats that day. Foil hats and cups of water. Yeah. Um, October the 10th, Nightmare on Elm Street 3, The Dream Warriors. Oh, Monday, Monday, October the 10th, Monday, October the 17th, we go back to the theater or we stay home and watch it on the Peacock. Halloween ends Monday, October the 17th, uh, Monday, October the 24th, another Denzel movie. It's not really a horror movie, but it's, it's a thriller suspense. We're talking The Bone Collector. With Denzel Washington and anybody else want to take a guess who's in there? She was she played Tomb Raider. She was Laura Croft. Angelina. Angelina Jolie and Denzel have a movie together. We talk about it October twenty fourth. We talk the Bone Collector, and then we end October Halloween night Monday October the thirty first. We talk Halloween four: The Return of Michael Myers. So we're talking a Halloween movie on Halloween. Should be fun. We'll we'll talk about that. Um, other than that, guys, horror season is in full effect starting next week. Episode two ten, the Black Phone, Ethan Hawke. That's also available to stream on the Peacock. So if you don't have it, go out and check it out and uh, listen to us review it next week, next Monday, September the twelfth. But it is time to read off some emails. The mail's here. If you guys 
have not, send us in some emails. Send us in your thoughts, good, bad, ugly. We'll read them. Um, C-I-N-E-M-E-N-921 at gmail.com. That's cinnamon921 at gmail.com. Uh, Chargers Boy 01. I have a recommendation since you guys are dedicating a year to Denzel. January to December, who or what would you guys want to dedicate next year to? It's um, a good one. It's a good question. Well, you know, we, we, we've thought about this multiple times. Yeah. Um, because we like doing stuff like this. Uh, it, would, I, it would have to be one that I sit down and think about, in all honesty. I know since his birthday is on a Monday next July and Mission Impossible comes out in July. I know we were talking about doing something for, for Tom Cruise. Tommy. Yeah, or maybe Leo, Gary, Gary Oldman. You know, this fucking guy. Jeff Bridges, Gary Oldman. Jeff, Jeff Bridges. Jeff Bridges would be fun. You know, I'm still years later, still wanting to talk about the Big Lebowski. The Big Lebowski, and I have still yet to see it. Oh, good. I'm glad <laughs> you're saving that. Uh, Quentin says the Tokyo Revengers episode was such a good listen. I love anime, and I'm so glad that you guys are finally touching the subject. Yeah. Look at Ed out here having hey. a. Big episode with Ernie of all people. Oh, <laughs> oh look at that. Of Sesame Street. <laughs> um, so letter is E. So many you guys can ta- so many anime series you guys could tackle. The series is definitely a ten for sure. Um, yeah. So Tokyo Toki- Revengers is on HBO Max. They have not Edward and Ernie have not given their star rating for Tokyo Revengers. They will be given it this Thursday or yeah, this Thursday, the eighth in episode two of Tokyo Revengers. Um, Henry says X was promising. I enjoyed the film, but didn't like the ending. It gets a six from me. Uh, X, which man, you know, guys, it feels like it was months since we've reviewed X. I'm looking back and I'm like, dude, this is the first episode of September, but a 24 month feels miles and miles ago. I don't know about you guys. Strangely enough. Uh, Stephanie five, eight zero says my top five, a 24 movies are in this order. Five spring breakers four lady bird, three last black man in San Francisco. Number two waves and number one, the lighthouse. There you go. Uh, Charles says my top five A24 movies are in this order. Number five, Uncut Gems. Number four, Hereditary. Number three, Waves. Number two, The Lobster. Number one, Swiss Army Man. I'm going to need you to start saying <laughs> Charles like Magneto. Charles. 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 <laughs> Charles. Um, Omar says Tokyo Revengers is off the hook. Must see series, not only for anime fans, but just TV fans in general. Super exciting. Highly recommend it. Such a joy to watch. Nine stars. I'll have to check it out. You know, yeah. I, I, I watch a lot of anime, so that's one I haven't seen yet. Uh, uh, G 69 says, first time seeing Philadelphia and what an emotional roller coaster. Ten stars. I can't believe this is the first time and I've never seen or heard about this. Correct. Same, same, same. Never heard about it. Guys, that kind of just it kind of just baffles me though. Like, you know, I I like doing episodes like this because you know, maybe not only is it a first time watch for one of you guys, but we get some emails coming in and they're like, Where has this movie been my entire life? Dude, what was the other one out? with um so much out there? Morgan Freeman and uh Inspector Gadget. 
Oh, um, well, the Shawshank Redemption. No, not that one. Oh, the Glory. Glory. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Heard about Glory. It's yeah. <laughs> I don't know why I said the Shawshank Redemption. <laughs> like Morgan Freeman, he's in prison with the fucking Go Go Gadget. <laughs> go Go Gadget. I can just fly the hell out of here. Go Go Gadget Shank. No. Uh, man, we're hitting we're hitting an hour and fifty. I'm gonna read this one last email. Then, guys, we'll we'll do a retrospect and get out of here. Uh, Barry says my top five A24 movies in this order. Five, The Lobster. Number four, The Rover. Number three, X. Number two, Eighth Grade. Number one, Hereditary. So, a look back, guys. Any emails referring to the movie? Besides the ones that we've read? Any others? Philadelphia, no, not yet. So, usually, and I find that weird. I don't know if maybe people listen to the episode later on in the week. But, like, I've, I have noticed that, like... We'll get emails about the movie usually the following week later, like starting Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Yeah. Yeah. They might listen to it and then watch it, and then you know, email. It was, it was a busy weekend too, as well. Oh yeah, it, yeah. It was it was a Labor Day weekend. I keep forgetting it was a, a holiday weekend. Um, guys, a look back, man. Four years, what a journey. Um, man, we've done we've done so much in four years. We've done our first ever live events we've done you know we've went to uh, a dead center film festival you guys went to uh another yeah, event man. at rodeo cinema a few weeks ago oh, so hi, Mark. so man what what did you guys want to see in year five what do you guys want to see happen next year we're going to our well, first I mean, comic-con or not comic-con but i i want year. a a listener interaction day where like we get somebody we, to come on no like if we get talking if, about like other people coming if, in and talking to us if we got enough live. like we send out an rsvp and we get enough people it's like hey we're gonna go down to i don't know this restaurant this come sit with us or whatever come sit with us come talk come hang out we're gonna grab some food at earl's rib palace or something like that you know, we're going to be there at 2 o'clock. Come in, talk to us, hang out. Let's talk movies. Let's talk your favorite episodes in person. I think that would be pretty cool. Yeah. So you're, so, you're feel, saying something not like something we don't record, just like an event where just people like come out come, and hang out with us. I wouldn't call it like a meet and greet, but like, yeah, just come out, hang out with us, talk to us. Um, You know, because when we were at Rodeo Cinema and we're doing the podcast and the movie for um, – Independence, uh, Independence Day. Day, you know, we were kind of busy. People were there, but it's just like, hey, thanks for coming. But I, I would like something where we can come and chat, you know, kick kick it, eat some lunch, watch some football, drink some beers if you're of that age. Can I kick it? You know, so you know what better place to maybe do that than uh, we'll we'll get something together with Abel, maybe do it at San Marcos. Boom, we're there. Ed, what about you? What do you, what do you want to see happen in like you know in the next in the next twelve months? Where what else can we do, or how else could we evolve to be just? I mean, yeah, downloads and listens from other states and other countries and other parts of the world are fun. It's good to see those numbers for me. But like, planets. what else can we do to get more involved in the community? Which we, I mean, we already do enough. You know, what else can we do? What else can be that next step? Do we go volunteer to soup kitchen this Thanksgiving? What do we do? 
Honestly, I think stuff like this, this con is going to be a great thing for us. Just networking. Yeah, you know, and I mean, that's the thing, because we'll get to interact and see how others do their stuff on, you know, uh, a field, I guess, basis. Uh, we'll get to see, you know, maybe they'll have, uh, we'll see other ideas that they bring that we were like, never thought about that. That That's freaking cool, you know. Or anything like that. But I mean, as far as like that, networking is a huge thing as well as kind of like what Craig said. I think that'd be an awesome thing just to go and be able to hang out or whether it's a meal, whether it's a movie, whether it's whatever, you know, or even a Q&A with us for that matter of, you know, anything. Come, I, I watch, think be kind of come watch a movie legit. with us. You know, we're yeah. going to review a movie Monday. Come watch it with us and go from there. And we can go I'm, have lunch after. Something like that. Something like that. A lot lot of things we can go out and do community wise, public wise. You know, holidays Uh, are coming up. Maybe maybe the Cinnamon Movie Podcast can do it. Can we maybe we can put together a toy drive or something? There is. We could. um, You know, there's a thing called Discord. Um, Discord is a site where you pretty much have little group chats where people can post, talk, chat. You can come in and do voice chats. You can stream. We could do a movie night where we all get in Discord and people can watch the movie with us live. Kind of like what Riddler did. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. Um, (laughs) But, you know, there is that, you know, there we just if we if we want to take that next step, we can do it. We just got to talk about it. Um, and, And we have to have people say they would be interested in doing stuff like that. If people if you're listening to this and you're you know what Discord is. And you know how it works, you know. Send us an email and be like, "Hey, that's a great idea. I would love to have hey, like a I'll movie night for... with you guys. I would love to chat with other people and interact with other people who listen to the podcast. Like, you know, because we can do stuff locally at San Marcos, but since we are, we do have listeners outside of the metro area. We could do something on Discord and do like giveaways during that. You know, what I'm saying like a live event. It's it's you know, live, but... but we're not on. You know what I mean? And I'll show you guys here. We can even do stuff like that here. Um, see, I mean, we're we're watching the the trailer now for uh, for what we're talking about next. You know, let me. Look. Can you guys hear that? Yeah. <laughs> but that's one. Like, can people be in and watch it with us? Yeah. Hang it up. Hang it up. It sounds a little weird. I don't know if it's the. The, I don't know if it's a stream or if it's the the video. Yeah. So it sounds we, like some trouble. So we like can just tr- troubles up. We we could even do like stuff like that. So, um, I think it's gonna be fun. Uh, have any has anybody seen the black phone yet? I have not. I, no. Once, when I found um, out we were doing it for the episode, I waited. Pretty pretty fun times, guys. I think it's gonna be fun next week. Horror season kicks off with us. Uh, like I said, for those of you, for those of you that are watching us on this YouTube channel, Imsawa Productions, you get a horror movie review every single Wednesday. Um, I know this Wednesday we're talking Little Nicky on Friday the fourteenth. Next How Wednesday, next Wednesday, September the fourteenth, I uh, my pick was Halloween two, the Rob Zombie version. So we're we're gonna talk about that. But guys, uh, horror season, you know, coming up. You guys excited next week? Black Phone a whole month and a half of uh, horror movies again. Are you guys excited? Huh? Yeah, yep. no, definitely excited about that. I mean, 
you know, it, it there there's a special time of year where uh, all the creepies and scaries come out. So it's always nice around this time of year. So next week's going to be a jam-packed episode, guys. Not only do we have the review of the Black Phone, but we're talking to Jay, director from Australia. And next week, Disney Plus Day is this weekend. So guess what? We're going to have a lot of stuff to talk about in recent watches and movie news. Pinocchio? Pinocchio. It looked good. Yeah. So we're going we're gonna to have a lot of stuff to talk about next week. Next week starts year five, and it starts horror season. Um, guys, unless you have anything else to do, I think uh, I think we're going to call it a day. Ed? Nah, man. Uh, just going to go ahead and say four years has been fun. Here's to five. And, uh, yeah, this is Ed saying I'll see you on the silver screen. Craig, that means you anything you want to push We've been doing for? this podcast for as long as Adley's been alive. Adley, Adley will be five in February, pretty much. So, uh, yeah, started at that year. That's crazy. It's crazy to think about it that way. You know, like just how long you guys have been doing this, and you know, think about how long I've been a part of it. Uh, time just flies. Time flies. Down since day one. Day one ish. We're good. I, I was. I was there when it happened. <laughs> I was there, and you know, I mean, a little, little, little look back. I mean, that's that's kind of why. I, I didn't expect Craig to be like, you know, let's 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 start with you, Craig. Let's just be there from day one ish too. But I was like, got a new baby. Things things were busy, man. You were busy. <laughs> Before then. <laughs> um, oh, what is that? The uh Incredibles? He's like Andor, is Andor's coming out too, right? Is, is, uh, is that coming out on It's like two weeks, yeah. Oh man. So yeah, it right. might be the eight. I don't know. There's a, there's a lot of fun stuff. Hocus Pocus two coming up soon. There's gonna, be, there's gonna be a lot of stuff to talk about our recent watches. So, um, Craig, unless you have anything else, I think we're gonna we'll be done. No, uh, Clemson's up fourteen three on Georgia Tech. So nice. I lost my parlay this weekend, so <laughs> we'll try again next week. Tokyo Revengers this Thursday. Ernie and Edward have a fun conversation, and they wrap up the series before we get into our next anime movie, which is Akira from nineteen eighty eight. Um, but next week, guys, the black phone right here, episode 210, the black phone next Monday on the cinnamon movie podcast.